Good evening. This is episode number 15 called Yo-Yo Dieting. Yo-Yo Dieting is an example that exemplifies this dynamic well, so we're going to go with it. So yo-yo dieting, you know, the pattern of sticking to a diet until you lose a certain amount of weight. Then once you do, you stop the diet. As a consequence of stopping the diet and returning to old habits, you regain the weight that you lost until you decide that the weight you gained is enough of a problem again to address by going on another temporary diet. So I'm using this example to talk about a larger pattern of how we deal with a problem that we feel anxiety about fix it temporarily, and then start to drop off and go back into another cycle. So here's the pattern that I broke down a little bit more. Step one, you feel anxiety related to a problem. Step two, you identify and implement a strategy to fix that problem. Step three, you see some success, you feel encouraged, and keep up the strategy for a while. Number four, as success continues, your anxiety decreases. Step five, as anxiety decreases, so does your motivation to keep implementing the strategy. Step six, old habits begin to return and the positive results begin to disappear. Step seven, seeing this causes anxiety again and catalyzes the next cycle. So this is a pattern that could appear in a lot of different areas. It could be how you save and spend money It could be how you manage your time. You know, maybe you manage it really well for a while. It's going well. You kind of let your guard down and then you slack off on those things that um, those structures that were keeping your time organized and then everything is an emergency because you weren't budgeting your time well. It could be keeping your house clean. You know, you get into a routine for a while and then messes start to build up and then you panic and you clean everything and then you keep going with your routines again for a little while until it's not as much of a problem and those fall off. Really any new habit that you're trying to adopt could more or less fall into this pattern. For me, um, the biggest place I see this and why I'm discussing this in this podcast is being attentive and listening carefully, communicating clearly, managing my emotions, and sticking to routines. Those are areas where I struggle and have to be really intentional and put in consistent effort to make those things happen successfully. So this is where I see the yo-yo pattern show up. When I practice habits that support these things diligently, it's not perfect, but I can see improvement and some success. To do this feels like, in the words of Mad-Eye Moody, constant vigilance. When I do these things well, my interactions with others go more smoothly, I get more accomplished, my stress level goes down, I feel less anxious, and then I start to let my guard down a little at a time. A few little things start to slip, but it doesn't feel like an emergency yet because I'm still riding on the wave of things going more smoothly in the recent past. But then I start to get sloppy and stop doing the things that were making it work sticking to routines, making lists, doing the self-care practices that I know keep me a little more grounded, not multitasking, being purposeful about paying attention during conversations. I try to get away with the minimum, and then with gathering momentum, I slip right back into my old default patterns, often not realizing it until the alarm bell of anxiety lets me know that it's happened again. Then, 
Motivated by that feeling of anxiety and guilt, I scramble to figure out where I got off track and which things I need to do in order to get back on it. So, how can this pattern be broken? How can we be motivated by something besides anxiety? Or at least, how can we keep enough anxiety going to be motivating and a fire under our ass without it causing problems of its own? Like too much anxiety sends you into fight-flight-freeze mode, and that makes it difficult to stay grounded and functional rationally as well. So we need some sort of balance. Maybe, and I'm spitballing here, trying to answer the question for myself, anxiety isn't all bad and a moderate amount can work in our favor. I'm thinking about caffeine intake as a parallel. Not everyone drinks caffeine, but I have found that some amount is useful. Too little, and I can't concentrate, I'm lethargic, I get a headache and feel down. Too much, and I get shaky, anxious, struggle to focus, and get a tension headache. One cup of coffee in the morning and another in the early afternoon seems to be my sweet spot. Maybe finding the right amount of anxiety could work the same way. Enough to stay alert, attentive, and driven towards whatever our goal is, but not enough to be so uncomfortable that it distracts us constantly and makes us miserable. I wonder if the solution, one solution, one step toward the solution, could be to find a sustainable level of anxiety that keeps the fire under our ass at a low simmer so that there isn't that cycle of wild fluctuations up and down, always in reaction. Just like finding the amount of caffeine that works for your body requires some experimenting, dialing in the amount of anxiety that is motivating may take some trial and error too. And this requires being aware and checking in with yourself often to see what's working, both in terms of your feelings of well-being and in terms of the results that you're getting. I don't know whether this will work, but it seems like a reasonable starting point. The other idea I have on this to reduce the reactionary swings is to put a plan in place that is not dependent on feelings and has a set of metrics to measure success beyond the current anxiety level that you feel. Metrics like scheduling things on a regular basis and sticking to that routine even if you don't feel like it. Set alarms on your phone. Commit to something that you have to pay for up front so you won't want to skip it later and miss out on your money's worth. Join a group who is working on the same skill or habit or ask someone to hold you accountable. Put structures in place that you are somewhat locked into even when you don't feel like they're necessary. Then when the feelings die down, whether those are negative like anxiety or positive like the novelty or temporary success of your new tactic, you have a structure in place that supersedes those feelings and can gradually, steadily, reliably guide you toward long-term success. I hope one of these works for you. I hope one of these works for me. Let's go try it.